Hi there, welcome to the Fearless Lady Podcast. I am your host, the Fearless Lady, Charlene Light. When I turned 40, I decided to create a really fun challenge for myself by stepping into my fears 40 different ways. I tackled fears around aging, going after my dreams, and even finding true love. This podcast is about that journey and how it transformed my life and how you can start looking at your fear as an invitation to step into your worth, invite more freedom, joy, and fun back into your life. Life can be an adventure. Live the life of your dreams. Well, hello. How are you? (laughs) I hope that you answered me. Um, I am doing well. I am, you know, hanging in there. I think, um, I don't know where you are right now, but in Los Angeles, they've opened up phase, I mean, I don't even know what phase it is, but basically Equinox, where I teach, they've opened them up. So I have been back at teaching public classes, which has been really interesting. Um, I noticed initially when I got the email that they were opening up, I was like, whoa, I felt maybe it was too soon. I wasn't sure if I wanted to actually go back. And I I ended up picking up some classes because I thought, you know, they have a really good um, system, or at least I was curious about it where, you know, everybody gets their temperature taken, we all have to wear masks, and then there's gloves, and, you know, there's only a limited number of people allowed at the gym at one time. I mean, it, it was just like, it felt like if I was going to go back, this would be a safer route versus just a normal yoga studio where um, perhaps they don't have the funds to really um, beef up, you know, their studios. Um, and, you know, Equinox is pretty, um, they're known for, you know, really the, the five-star luxury gym where at every corner there's somebody cleaning, there's somebody, you know, handing you a towel, you know, that kind of customer service. So I, I trusted the brand enough to go back and um, it's funny because last week I was very my first class I had one person (laughs) I started to teach um, with the mask on but it was really challenging to you know talk for a full hour um, with this mask on because it create it, it basically you create a lot of sweat and your mouth gets dry. So I ended up taking it off, but I was far enough from the person um, that was in the class, so I didn't feel like it was an issue. Um, He wasn't wearing um, a mask, which I wouldn't recommend doing yoga with a mask. I think it's, I just don't recommend that at all. Um, So needless to say, it was fine. And then by, I think um, my third class that I taught, I had about five people total, which by the way, you can only cap it Um, each classes I think were up to 11. So it's not like they're going to be full. Like everybody has six feet apart from everyone. And there's a 45 minute, um, gap between classes for people to, for the maintenance to clean, like really clean. Um, so anyways, by the third class, I started to feel like, oh, this is like an old hat again. Like this is normal. Um, and then I really caught myself like, whoa, this is not normal. I have to continue to really be careful and wash my hands and, you know, use the sanitary soap and make sure that I'm, um, just really diligent because I think just by looking at the news, many of the places that have reopened, you know, there's been a huge spike in, the people getting COVID. So I just want to make sure that I check myself and not get too comfortable 
thinking that, oh, I'm fine and I can, you know, because it's still a gym and people are sweating and regardless, I just want to make sure that I'm really diligent and that, um, that's all we can do is be really diligent and be careful. And I totally understand if you are somebody that's listening right now and you're like, hell to the no, I'm not going back to no gym. Like, what are you crazy? (laughs) I mean, I get it. I totally get it. But I have to say, um, as I mentioned, there's just so many safety precautions that they're doing at Equinox that I did feel safe. I literally, you know, I put on gloves and then I take them off while I'm teaching. I use the sanitary, um, cleaners and, uh, you know, I just have to really make sure that, um, I keep doing it again. Like there's a tendency that, um, your mind just goes, Oh yeah, I know this, this is easy and it's not a big deal anymore. And I just, I have to really remember that, no, this is serious still and to be careful. So that's how I'm doing. Things have changed in that regard where I am, you know, I'm going out a little bit more. I'm going to cafes. I'm sitting outside. Um, I'm sure many of you are, many of you are as well. I mean, I think it was really funny though. I was talking to a student this morning and initially he was like, oh, I've been, this is my second class today. By the way, this is a 9 a.m. class, a 9 a.m. yoga class. And this guy has already taken like a hit class, right? So you can tell what kind of person this is. And he's like, yes. And I'm like, wow. He's like, yeah, I just need to stretch. I've been, you know, really pushing in myself because, you know, we've spent all this time where I wasn't able to go to the gym and I just feel so out of it. And I didn't want my body to go back, you know, and I just let him talk. And I didn't say anything. And then I just said, oh, that's interesting. Well, you know, for me, I really enjoyed this time these past, you know, few months because I really got to experience the sunsets, you know, every night I got to cook for myself. I had that time and that space and I'm working on all these other things. And then he says to me, oh, you know, you're right. I did end up working on all of these new projects that ended up going really well that I would have never done before. But isn't that funny that I just go straight to the negative? And I thought to myself, yeah, well, that's what happens to most people. That's how our brains are wired is to go to the negative unless you train yourself, unless you really do create a habit of creating a gratitude list or you have friends or family members or somebody in your life that is doing something like what I did to him, which was share the positive. Because it really is contagious and it just takes somebody sharing for you to then go, oh, right, and then start sharing your positives, you know? So that's just a little reminder that if you get a little stuck in your negative um, to really flip it and look at what what are some of the things, the positives that have come out these past three months, you know? Um, because I know that there are. It wasn't all horrible. If nothing else, you can at least say, for those of you who didn't get COVID, I didn't get COVID, (laughs) you know, or I was able to slow down and and really reflect and take time for myself and, you know, whatever your, your big thing was during these past few months, like it's really worth repeating. It's really worth saying. It's really worth sharing to people because I think you know, when things start opening up, you have a situation like this gentleman who, and it's not a bad thing. It's just what people do. It's what we're wired to do, which is to always focus on the negative, you know, oh, I'm afraid I'm not going to have the body that I had before. So I've got to double up. I mean, nine in the morning, this guy already took another class. (laughs) It was like incredible. But what I loved was by the end of class, his face, you know, um, he looked so, 
he looked like he needed it in ways that he didn't even realize. So there you go. <laughs> so I'm going to jump right into my fearless act for this week, which is day 24. I can swing dance at Lincoln Center. So this was a really, this was a fun one because again, I, now that I think about it, a lot of my fearless acts, um, I had a lot of dance involved, which makes sense because as a child and even as as an adult, if you follow me on Instagram, which if you're not, you should, but I'm always dancing. Dancing, again, is a quick way for me to tap into my joy. Um, and I was always dancing as a child. Um, and I, and in New York in the summer, there's so many activities that are free that just show up because summer in New York is the best time. It is the best time because, you know, as most of you know, or if you're listening and you're from back East, the weather is not, it's not like LA, you know, LA is pretty much consistently always nice with an occasional, you know, rain here or there. But for the most part, like I have not worn a coat here in the year and a half that I've moved back. I mean, just, I mean, to think about that, like I used to wear my coat every single day, every time I stepped out of my door in the winters in New York, you know? So when summer comes, everybody is just like, ah, you know, like it's like one of those commercials where everybody's literally in a musical, like just happy and free. And I know you're going to find certain, you know, New Yorkers are like, I hate the sun or I hate, you know, the heat or something like that. But truly when it's a beautiful day in New York City, there's no place I'd rather be. So in essence, New York in the summertime is fabulous because they just really milk it for everything that they they can, you know, tons of activities. Um, I think I talked about that uh, Bryant Park had, um, they have movies in the park. They have the juggling sessions. I mean, just so many ways to get involved and to be outside and I just, I mean, in fact, summer Fridays never existed um, for me when I was living in LA. I was working a corporate job and when I moved to New York and, you know, I was an artist and then I went back to a corporate job, I worked at Spike Television and the introduction of summer Fridays, I'm like, what the hell is summer Fridays and why, why didn't I not get this in LA? Well, it's because they want to encourage New Yorkers during the summer to take a day to um, just enjoy being outside. So that's what summer Fridays were. And it was so great. I mean, I just was like, wow, I'm getting paid to have this day off. Like, that's amazing. So anyways, I was thinking of what I should do. And, you know, I was telling, I'm telling you that a lot of my students were coming up to me after class, during class, or they would see me on the streets and just kind of offer like, hey, I'm, I'm loving what you're doing. I love this fearless acting that you're doing. And they would offer suggestions on things that I should do. And I can't remember. So one of my students, but I, I think what happened was is we started to talk about um, what my next fearless act would be. And then I said to him, you know, I would always, I always wanted to do that swing dancing in Lincoln Center. And he's like, actually, I'm, I think he said that I swing dance. Like that's something that I do. Now, of course he's gay. <laughs> so, um, so I'm like, really? Well, do you want to do it with me? He's like, sure. So here's an example of, me not really knowing Dante, which was his name, um, 
all that well, but he would show up to my classes and he was really sweet. But I was just like, hey, let's go do this fun thing together. And he was like, sure, I would love to go. In fact, I'm a swing dancing pro. I mean, I don't know if he was, but (laughs) we decided to go. So I wore a dress, which was really fun because, again, I'm always wandering around in yoga clothes. So any excuse to get me in a dress is really exciting. Um, So I'm going to read you what I wrote and then I'll explain um, in detail all that happened. So a few weeks ago, after announcing to my students that I was doing this challenge, Dante, pictured above, approached me after class, revealing revealing he is also turning 40 this year and wanted to know what other fearless acts were on my list. Ah, I forgot about that. Well, I've always wanted to swing dance at Lincoln Center. Dante smiles. You know, I used to teach swing dance in college for years. Of course you did. And that's how this perfect evening began. I didn't purchase a ticket, which I realized when I got there was a big mistake because it was sold out. It also happened to be the last night of the season. Just as I was texting Dante the news, a beautiful, decked out in full swing attire woman motioned to me to come over, introducing Pam, my new swing bestie. Pam explained her boyfriend wasn't able to come, so she would gladly sell me her ticket for a discounted price, which included coat check, as they don't allow you to bring anything on the dance floor. Wonderful, I said. Pam has been coming to a midsummer night swing since it began 27 years ago. Right away, she took me under her wing, introducing me to all the regulars, and was genuinely excited that I was a newbie. Dante arrives. We set out for the dance floor. We danced and twirled and laughed and twisted and bopped and mopped and new dance and eventually got tired. There were old couples, young couples, and same-sex couples, and even an older woman in a wheelchair hopping to the beat. It was an infectious New York City evening, to say the least. As I walked away, I felt a reassuring sense that there's so much more to life than I even imagined, and I've only just begun to scratch the surface. Ah, just reading that again kind of brings me back to that evening. You know, there's something about New York that I do miss, and I've I've mentioned this before, but it's just... There's something magical about that city. And when I was on the dance floor with all those couples, I just thought, God, you know, this has been going on for 27 years. And it felt it felt like we were traveling back in time. You know, it felt like we were stepping into nostalgia. It felt like and not to mention everybody was dressed up and decked out and, you know, everybody was really into it. And I think about this a lot when people say, oh, I'm bored or I'm doing the same things over and over again. It's like it doesn't take much for for you to actually step into something that might sound fun and then just do it. You know, I mean, I, I it's so funny, like the coincidental, you know, factor of me announcing or telling Dante that number one, he's turning 40. Number two, that I wanted to do the swing dance. And number three, that he happened to teach swing dance like that was hilarious. And that's that just kept happening all the time. Like things were just perfectly aligned, you know, like and it's funny because you start to get in this flow state where you realize we're all kind of needing each other you know like he needed me in that moment and then I needed him and then I met Pam and she needed us you know it was like and it, by the way Pam who was so generous and so lovely that she actually took my my information and she was like texting me you know weeks later inviting me to this dance thing and that dance thing and I'm sad to say that I didn't end up going because a lot of this 
was in the evening when I was teaching or I had some other commitment, but I know that's an excuse. Even just hearing me say that, <laughs> it sounds like an excuse, but I remember her asking me to go to things like during the week and it was like, I couldn't cause I had like a class, you know? Um, and a lot of times I would take off, um, to do these special events. Like I remember the, um, flash mob, I, I subbed my class out so I can go to that, but I was really careful cause obviously I need to, I mean, this is my living, so I didn't want to sub too many things out. But anyways, needless, needless to say, I, it was a beautiful evening and I will never forget it. And I remember leaving and across the street of Lincoln Center was Rosa Mexicana, which it still exists. But so I remember going there and having, you know, chips and salsa and, uh, and eating and just feeling so, just feeling so high, so happy, so joyous, feeling like I needed that. You know, feeling like I need more of this in my life. And I was so grateful that I, you know, I think people, people assume when you do a fearless act that it's going to be so scary. But I think the way that I approach it is it's not just about stepping into things that scare me. It's about doing things that I've never done before, which is exciting. You know, I mean, it it really wakes part of you up and you're uh, from the inside out and you're, it inspires you in a way like you have new thoughts and new feelings and new emotions. And then you're like, Hmm, what else can I use or or take from this? You know, it's like this wave and this surge of energy, um, opens up in you when you, when you do things that are new and that are fun and they just, they're all happenstance, you know, it was all like a coincidence, you know, we didn't plan it. I mean, hell, I didn't even buy a ticket. It was sold out, but yet what happened? I got a ticket because, you know, I don't know, I must've looked like I needed one and, and Pam, you know, saw that. So it just, you know, it's, it's also a good reminder that we are really always being taken care of. And I, I know it's so easy to say that, but it's so true. And I, and I'm constantly needing that reminder because when it comes to the big things in our lives, the things that really matter, you know, the partnerships that we really want, um, the jobs, you know, um, whatever the money, the abundance, like the things that we've been really praying for, for long amounts of time, we, we assume that we're not doing enough because we don't see the evidence show up in our life, but that's not true. There's so much going on that we can't see that we just can't see to really add more joy in our life to feel more fulfilled and then things start to show up and then you and then you really build this trust muscle of understanding that everything is always working out and and then you're having fun along the way you're not just waiting around for you know some one day someday you know i remember when i was an artist that's that's what i would do primarily was like okay I would, you know, think about all the things that I needed to to get done to, you know, get this show or write this song or go to this open mic or meet this person. Like it was just a long laundry list of all the things that I should be doing so that I can get the record deal. And it's like, what about having fun? What about enjoying myself? What about, you know, taking every day, every moment for, for what it is? You know, some days we don't want to do anything. And that's okay. And some days we just want to sit in stillness. And some days we just want to be in the, in a space of, of vulnerability where we're not, we're not quote unquote doing anything. We're just, we're surrendering, 
You know, we're allowing the universe to work with us, to co-create with us. And I think that's so important and people miss it so many times. I mean, I do. And I've been at this for, you know, I don't know. God, how long have I been at this for? Probably 11 years in terms of my spiritual journey. I mean, and it doesn't stop. And I'm constantly learning. And like I mentioned last week or in last week's, not even last week, it was two weeks ago episode. Um, For me, it just, it's just unfolding, you know, every single day, every single time I allow myself to see it, there's something new that I'm discovering. There's some new insight. So it's really it's really beautiful. I'm going to add on another fearless act that um, I'm going to skip the next one because I want to give the next one a little bit longer of an episode, which is I, I, so day 25 is when I performed in my very first and only burlesque show. Okay. Burlesque, burlesque, burlesque. You know what that means? Bra and panties bra and panties. So I want to give that episode um, its own thing. So I'm going to jump past and go to day 26, which was, oh my God, I will never forget this. Silent clubbing. So day 26, I was, um, I was teaching, I, I always had this class over by Herald Square. So if you're not familiar, Herald Square is right smack in the middle Uh, right where the old Macy's is on 34th Street. In fact, if you've ever watched uh, Miracle on 34th Street as a child, that's the same Macy's. That's in Herald Square. So I used to, I used to teach this class at Crunch for, I don't know, four or five years or something. So that was my Tuesday night, 730. That's where I was, Herald Square. Now, Herald Square I always felt was way more crowded than Times Square and it was not as fun. <laughs> it's a big mess. I mean, it is just hotter than hot. Like on those hot, disgusting, humid days, you do not want to be anywhere near Herald Square. I'm telling you, it is the worst. It's like you walk out of the subway and it's like they dump you in the oven. You are in an oven mixed with the most disgusting smells you've ever smelled in your life. You're dripping sweat. So it was this kind of night. It was so humid in New York. It was dead in the summer. And I was like, what the hell am I going to do? So I'm grouchy. I'm sweating. I'm like, I don't even know. Like, do I just, do I just skip a day? Like, I was so confused. Like, what the hell am I going to do? This is the worst, right? So right as I'm walking towards, so this is before class, because I always had this big break and I don't want to go all the way home to, at the time I was in, no, I was in Brooklyn. Yeah, I don't want to go all the way to Brooklyn. So I stay out in the city and I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? And then, and then <laughs> I spot a group of people, a large group of people in Herald Square with big headphones on that lit up and they're dancing. And I'm like, oh, there, there. I don't know what that is, but I want to go there. <laughs> so I go in the middle of this wretched heat And wouldn't you know, it's free. It is free. You see what I'm saying? Because we as New Yorkers, because I am a New Yorker, I was there for 13 years. When it's that hot, they're like, here, we understand. Let's give you a little bit of a break. And this is free, you know? Um, So silent clubbing. So I'll never forget it. 
So one of the things about silent clubbing is there's a couple, I think there's like three channels. So you put your headphones on and it's literally like three channels. One is like, you know, 90s hip hop. One is, you know, mainstream top 40. And then another is, I don't know, maybe classic rock. I mean, I'll, once I read it, I'll tell you, but this is, I'm just going off my memory to see what I, what I remember. And um, so I put it on and right away, because this is what music does, I felt so energized I was like oh, like I remember they were playing um just all my favorites like Beyonce and Bruno Mars and just like and we we're dancing and then you can start to tell like who's on what channel because they're all lip singing the same song right so like people I don't even know we're, we're singing and we're laughing and we're dancing because it was so it was so amazing that this was happening in the middle of like this freaking heat wave like I'm telling you it was disgusting I mean Thinking about this now that we're in a pandemic, like talk about germs because we were scrunched together on this little like fake lawn in the middle of Herald Square with these headphones on and you wouldn't even know it. We're dancing, we're singing, we're having a ball, I'm taking pictures, I'm like, these people are my people. Like, I mean, I was just like, <laughs> I was like, what is happening right now? Like, this is amazing. And I just want to hold, again, it was one of those, I want to hold on to this moment as long as I possibly can, because I'm not thinking about anything but pure joy. I mean, we're all in this together. Yes, that's what it felt like. We are all in this together. We are doing this together. And, and even though, again, even though it's so hot and disgusting, we're having an amazing time right now. And it was spontaneous and it was magical. So I'm going to read you what I wrote. Last night in the wretched heat, I decided to stop by a free event hosted by Greenlee Square Park. When I arrived, I immediately giggled because from outside looking in, there was a bunch of people singing and dancing, wearing funny colored headphones, but you couldn't hear what they were listening to, hence silent clubbing. I waited in a small line for my colored headphones. I had to give my credit card just in case I decided to leave without returning them, which would cost $100. I was told there were three DJs, stations that you can choose, 80s and 90s, R&B and hip-hop, and Top 40. Awesome. This was my kind of dance party. I started with the 80s and 90s station, the blue-colored, and was very satisfied with my choice. I made my way into the center of the crowd and became instant buddies with my blue-colored crew reciting the lyrics to BBD's Poison. We were all on fire, literally and figuratively, as it was so incredibly hot last night. The sweat beads that were falling from my forehead burned my eyes. Once the red-colored crew began singing louder, I quickly quickly changed my station and oh yes umptown funk was playing and i had to join them and sing bright neon necklaces were being passed around and i was making friends everywhere i was thoroughly impressed with how big the crowd got people were everywhere and the best part we couldn't stop singing and dancing it was a blast after about 40 minutes i just couldn't bear the heat i danced my way out of the crowd and returned my lovely colored headphones as i made my way home i couldn't stop thinking how spontaneous the evening was that on an unexpected evening 50 random new yorkers bonded over colored headphones music summer heat and pure electric fun oh I'm such a good writer <laughs> well I mean it's true in a sense because it's taking me back so when I start to read it again I'm filled with all of those wonderful emotions 
and thoughts and feelings that I had when I was there. And it really is special, you know? And again, being in LA, you I mean, especially right now, but you don't really have that because you're always driving in a car. You have to really plan your evenings out and make plans and all of that stuff. So you don't really stumble across things like that, which um, I don't know. I mean, I guess there's a time and place for everything. I, I, I feel like I moved because I really wanted to create roots. I wanted to have a home base. Um, which I feel like I have, you know, I'm living in this beautiful neighborhood. I love my apartment. I love being able to walk around. So now I'm just sort of manifesting my, my partner (laughs) so that, uh, we can then go travel the world once this pandemic is over, of course. Um, but you know, I just think about how that lifestyle in New York really served me and why I stayed so long because I love that spontaneity. I love the fact that you never really feel alone. You know, I know that people say that New York can be very lonely and I get it, but there's so many options available because you don't have to be in a car. You can literally, I mean, I would spend long, like a whole weekend technically alone, but never feeling alone because I had the city, you know, I would walk around, I would, you know, stumble upon this, I would go to this, I, you know, there was just something going on everywhere and I would eat delicious food and I would sit at the park and I would read and, you know, I love that. I think that that aspect of, of living is something that my soul really needs. I mean, when I was working in a desk, I definitely felt like <laughs> there was no, everything felt like the same, you know, um, that's why I left. Um, but even when I was sitting at a desk, you know what I did? I created this this newsletter called The Cube Chronicles because I was stuck in a cubicle and I, I had all this creative energy and I had no outlet. So I just made it up. It was called The Cube Chronicles. And I every week would put it out and I'd send it to my work coworkers and everybody was laughing. I thought it was so funny. I remember my boss at the time thinking like, am I not giving you enough work? And I was like, no, it's not that. It's just I have so much creative energy that needs to be expressed that I'm not going to spend it looking on the internet. I actually need to express it. I need to share it. I need, I need, my brain needs to, um, think in those ways and then, and then express it out. You know, that's, that's how my soul feels alive and free. So in essence, I was creating that sense of freedom, even though I was, you know, stuck in an office, which again, you know, if those of you are in jobs that, um, you don't like, Um, I would recommend this. I remember hearing this from a mentor or somebody that was like a president of Viacom at the time, or she was the head of her department. And she said, here's what you need to know. Be a star where you are. So if you're in a position that you don't really like, what is something that you can do that will make you stand out? That is a part of who you are that will essentially be like you like, like your star is shining. And that's what made me think about, oh, I'm going to do the Cube Chronicles because that's something that's really fun. That's something creative that's going to really give me, because at the time I was like, I don't like this job, but maybe I could parlay this into being a, I remember at the time thinking I wanted to be an advance or something more creative. So like, hello, I'm creative. Let me create something. Uh, but I never forget that she said that and that really inspired me. So, it, you know, it made me have fun. Maybe I had fun for a while and it, it, you know, made people smile. 
And Rebecca, if you're listening to this, I'm shouting out you because I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Rebecca was with me at the time working at Spike and, uh, and uh, yeah, she was one that uh, received those Cube Chronicles. So anyways, I'm going to end the episode here and just I really want to encourage all of you to think about creating more fun, creating more joy in this next week and a half Um until the next episode because now that things are starting to open up it could be easy to just kind of fall back into your old ways into your old habits and I really encourage you to think outside the box what's something that you can do that's different what's something that could make you shine where you can be a star where you are because everybody has it I know you have it I know you have it Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your week and I will talk to you on the next episode when I give you my burlesque show details. (laughs) Have a beautiful week. Take care. So as usual, I'm going to leave you with a song. This is actually a cover that I did of one of my favorite U2 songs and it's called All I Want Is You. Take care.
easier. 